In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we examine the age-old question, is it peace or is it peace? We get our feathers ruffled prepping for a future episode, and we do our first ever Advanced Selling Podcast celebrity sales coaching session with none other than Hugh Jackman. Welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running sales training podcast created exclusively for your, um, what the heck? You're edgy today. Here I am. I am. We're going to do, this is Brian Neal. Bill Kasky. And uh, we're here every week. Sorry, I kind of goofed that up. We're Not this episode, but the next episode, Bill and I are going to talk about why we're a little edgy today. And it has to do with podcasting in our fair city of Indianapolis. That's a tease. That's on the next episode. Hey, welcome. If you're a new listener, we're glad to have you here with us. If you're a recurring listener, we're glad to have you back. We're very, very thankful for our listeners. We've got wonderful listeners. And if you are a listener and you'd like to have Bill or me, I say that right? Bill or me. If you'd like to have uh, me come out, come visit you. Yes, I did say that uh-huh, right. Yes. Uh-huh. We are on the road, the Advanced Selling Podcast. We are here for you. If you are booking a national sales meeting, a trade show, a local sales meeting, a half-day sales training, anything that related to uh, us being in front of people, we'd love to come visit you. If you'd like to learn more about that, just shoot us an email, listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. Put in the subject line, come see us, and we will start the process to come visit you live. And uh, you just got off the road. I know, Bill, you're going back out. We're, we're, we're going all over the place. So Man. kind of fun. <laughs> I thought I just got back. You I did, just got back you? from Phoenix. But, yeah, um, exactly. It seems like we are examining every word now that we say, whether it's... <laughs> yeah, because we're scared. Me, I, he, she, him, her. Well. You know, well, well, good. All those... Well. Uh, is it well or is it good? Well. <laughs> well, good. Speaking of, well. I have a question for you. So for years, I'm 46 years old, and you hear certain things a certain way. You're 46. And then all of a sudden, you hear it a different way. Well, th- there was an old saying. This, this happened to me about four years ago. I learned the uh, difference between all intents and purposes and all intensive purposes. Uh-huh. Right? That's yeah. a common yeah. one. So yeah. most of you listening, yeah. some of you listening will go, I didn't know there was a difference. Yeah. Some people say all intents and purposes. Some people say all intensive mm-hmm. purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're going to speak your mind which we are going to do on our next podcast episode, <laughs> another tease. When you say, I want to give you, I had the chance to say my piece. Is it P-E-A-C-E or P-I-E-C-E? P-E-A-C-E or P-I-E-C-E. I saw it typed differently than I thought, and I didn't know what it was. If, if you so said, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going just going to say my piece. My piece. I'm going to speak I'm my piece. I'm going to speak my piece. I'm going to speak is it my P-E-A-C-E piece. or is it P-I-E-C-E? Oh, Ooh, I don't know. I saw it tight. I always thought it was P-E-A-C-E because I kind of always thought I did too. I'm going to say this yeah, and then it's it, going to be gonna nice. Be, yeah. I'm going right? to be relieved. Yeah. And then I saw it in an article, in a news article, not the one we're going to talk about on the next episode if I <laughs> keep teasing tease, that up. Three T's. Uh, Triple threat. Typed P-I-E-C, like peace of mind. And well, I thought that, it kind of works either way. Right? No? Well, peace of mind is P. No, no. A piece of a peace of my mind. Oh, peace of my mind. Right. Okay. A peace of my mind. Right. A piece of my thought. Well, it would make more sense if we're going to speak our piece, P-I-E-C-E. When you think Correct. about it, it's a, it's yes, a piece something. of language. Yes. But I always I always related it to the piece that would overcome me after having spoken my mind. That's what I thought it was, too. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw it typed P-I-E-C-E in a journalistic environment, I thought, maybe I've had that wrong all these years. Well, we could ask uh, uh, we could ask Fast Check Doug, but we can't even spell his name right. <laughs> we can't. So, no, uh, Doug Drozen, anyway. and he only does music anyway, so <laughs> he's not into language. That's all we have to say about. Well, that, so. I don't know. That's a that's you've stumped me there. You don't usually stump don't know. me today. You did. I get stumped frequently with the grammar things, and yeah. that one I didn't know about. So, anywho, all right. 
Great uh, advertisers over at uh, Stamps.com. Some small businesses still think an expensive postage meter is the only way to get postage without having to go to the post office. They're wrong. Why? They're Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, easily print postage for any letter or package using just your computer and printer. Unlike a postage meter, Stamps.com has no hidden fees like meter ink charges or reset fees, which I hate those things. I mm. had a meter a couple years ago. I just got rid of it last year. I hated those things. No extra hardware to buy. No long-term contracts. Stamps.com can save you at least 50% compared to a postage meter. Plus, do more with Stamps.com than you can with a meter, like sending packages, tracking information to recipients with one click. The choice is clear. Stamps.com offers more features at a fraction, and I do mean that, fraction of the cost. We use Stamps.com here at the Advanced Selling Podcast to send out products. Right now, sign up for Stamps.com and use our promo code Advanced Selling for this special offer. Four-week trial and $110 of bonus offer, including postage and a digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Advanced Selling. That's Stamps.com. Enter advanced selling the good people at stamps.com. It's worth it just to get the digital scale. You just don't want to yeah. sit on it. It's not something you want to weigh yourself on. What is the maximum? I don't even 400, know. 400, 400, 400 pounds. 30 stone. Okay. What a great question. What is stone? 40 stone? <laughs> I learned that. I had clients in England. Our English friends will know this. Stone is I, know, uh, I think what, I know what it is. 17, I think it's 17 pounds. 17-ish. Yeah. 17 pounds. You know, what a poot, you know what a pood is? No, what's a pood? A pood is uh, 18 kilograms, uh, uh, which is about 40, 40 pounds. Is that P-U-D or P-O-O-D? I didn't P-O-O-D. know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a fun episode this <laughs> is so far. Okay. Anything else? Let's get to some pood. We got a fun one today. This is something yeah. we've never done. We are uh, pulling in a really, really famous Australian actor uh, who we heard on a TV show here in the United States called CBS Sunday Morning. And we're mesmerized to see that Hugh Jackman is not just a world-famous actor, and wonderful Aussie son, he also is an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and he is also a salesperson. And on this little TV clip, we saw Hugh Jackman in the middle of a sales call, and so we thought it would be fun to give Hugh Jackman some uh, analysis, coaching back yeah, on his we'll sales process, right? So, Hugh, welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast. <laughs> Everyone thought they were going to hear Hugh. They thought we were going to have Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. let's, hear, let's hear the clip, and then we'll yep. come back and talk about it. Yeah, it's good. He wanted to do with coffee what Paul Newman did with salad dressing. Funnel every dime from every cup of coffee sold into a foundation devoted to helping the farmers and their families. You don't get a dime of any of this, right? No, I I give all my profits to charity. At first, he sold Laughing Man only in his little cafes and online. But one day, coffee giant Keurig Green Mountain tried a sip, and suddenly, Ducali was in a K-cup. Which brings us back to this particularly important day and a trip Jackman was making with Keurig CEO, Brian Kelly. And they committed to fair trade? They're committed to fair trade, that's great. Keurig wanted to get Jackman's coffee into stores nationwide. And two months ago, Kroger, one of the nation's largest retailers, jumped on board. That meant flying to Kroger's corporate headquarters in Cincinnati to offer a special kind of thank you. Do you think you're a good salesman? I'm not bad. I'm not a bad huckster, I suppose. Hello, Jill. How are you? Brent Cox. Nice Hello, to meet Brent. You. How are you? He seemed natural. Yeah. Not just the glad-handing part, but the selling, too. I, I'm fully aware in this triumvirate, Kroger, Keurig, Laughing Man is the little baby. But we're a baby with a big heart, and we really want to grow, and we need partners like you guys. By buying a fair trade coffee, you are 
sort of ensuring that the world is a better place, the planet is a better place, and the person who's actually growing that bean from which you're sipping your coffee is got a shot at living a, a, a sustainable uh, life with opportunity for them and their families. It's early yet, but the new partnership puts Laughing Man in more than 1,800 stores across the country. A distribution wide enough? It just might allow Hugh Jackman to end the cycle of poverty at least for the coffee growers he's trying to help. Uh, now, that that's really interesting. Now, I must say, I know Hugh Jackman is mostly known for a character in sort of an action uh, comic book-ish role, and I don't watch many movies, and I don't watch those kinds, so I can't say that I've seen Hugh Jackman in his You might have seen character. him. Oh, I'm sure I, I know I've young, seen him. When he's 12 years yes, old. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what a wonderful human being. So first of all, kudos for him yeah. for doing something for the good of humanity, which is really good. And we want to talk, though, about a sales approach and some things that we heard. So I wrote down a couple of inner game things and a couple of uh, questions and statements that he made that I thought were real interesting for our listeners when you're thinking about a sales call and the sales process that were real interesting to me from someone who I would say isn't technically cha- uh, trained as a sales professional, he's a trained actor, and right. as he called it, himself a huckster. Yeah. Is that an Australian That was word? the first thing I, I took oh, you note did? of. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because I... and. and Again, we're assuming that the, what's it called, uh, morning? What's the name of the show? CBS Sunday Morning. CBS Sunday Morning. We're assuming that what we are seeing is what actually happened, yes. which is not always the case. Sometimes they might have said, look, let's go in and do the business. Then we'll come back and reenact it for the cameras. I don't know. But he did mention the word huckster, and uh, and I don't know if that's an Australian term. I don't, I, But I think it's somewhat derogatory. Yeah. I think it puts, it's, it's kind of the stereotype that salespeople have anyway. Yeah. And I know that advanced selling podcast listeners do not are, don't consider themselves that, but I find it interesting that 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 term and that reference is still around. Interesting, yes, and 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 the fact that that was kind of his again as someone from as whose primary role is uh, acting in the yeah. theater, who's a genius at that. And sees himself in this role. So he's kind of got this uh, immune version of so He's not a student of selling, so to speak. No, no. And that's his interpretation. That's, that's right. a real that's interesting, right. uh, that's right. good catch. No, I, like I don't that. Uh, fault him for it. But it's like interesting that. that that is still, after all these years, still yes. the uh, the reference that people put yes. on it. Now, to that end, I also like his confidence in his answer where he says, yes, I suppose I'm pretty good. I th- he, he thinks he's pretty good at that, which I love because – too often we think we feel defeated going in and our confidence can be low. It could be low in our product. It could be low in just our mentality. And so he carries an air. Now, you know, the argument is, well, he's Hugh Jackman, so that's easy. That, you know, he he was who he was before he was Hugh Jackman, if that makes sense. My guess is he wasn't born famous. And so that's a constant. We talk about that. Uh, we talk about the imposter syndrome sometimes. So the imposter syndrome is that leadership theory that says inside there's always a little doubt. Like, are we mm-hmm. worthy of this? Mm-hmm. Like, we're just I two guys a lot in Indy, right? I think there's a lot of And that. so my guess is he has that going on. So the fact that he's in his sales life, he's yeah. lifted himself up inside out first, right? I think I'm pretty good. He didn't say I'm awesome. He didn't say I'm the best guy. But I think that carries through. Because you could argue there are some actors that would make horrific salespeople because they don't know what the heck they're doing, right? It's mm-hmm. not their deal. So. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and the second thing I thought also was the story that he has around the yeah. coffee itself. Yeah. I mean, he is Hugh Jackman, and he probably could have just landed this deal by going in. But I, it does seem to me like he's committed to the story and to the good that he's doing yes. as uh, in giving back some of this profit to the people who grow the coffee. And so I do think that he has a whole other dimension of goodness and what his intentions are long term. It's yes. not just to sell Kroger. It's to 
do this other more purposeful thing, which is give back. And, and, and that reeks. I mean, he reeks of that he too. Does. And so you can be cocky, but if your mission is really soulful, yeah. people will overlook that. They, they do completely. And in this case, that, that, that was a great takeaway. I think the authenticity around his intent was so yeah. pure. Now, here's yeah. a cue to that. When they were on the airplane, right? So he's flying to, with the uh, CEO of Keurig to go see Kroger. He asked the question, are they committed to fair trade? And the answer was absolutely. My guess is, had the answer been, well, no, or sort of, Hugh might have said, maybe not, but turn the plane around. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. get into a business where their intent's not lined up with mine. And remember, he's the sales guy here, right? Mm-hmm. So he's in the sales role, and he's asking what I would call a vetting question that says, are they committed to fair trade? Now, probably better to ask that before you go yeah. fly over there. <laughs> exactly. But you know, for exactly. like you said, it's a, it's a news story. So, uh, But I wonder if the answer would have been no. Would he have said, turn the plane around? Because that's a yeah. real strong intent question that I think says, I'm only going to do business with them if they're the right kind of people for me. You see that? I mm-hmm. thought that was a real telling question of where he's showing up. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick that apart a little bit. Yeah, if, you were, if you were Hugh yeah. and you asked the CEO of Keurig that question and he said, oh, no, they're committed, wouldn't you as Brian Neal say, Oh, good. Well, that's good. Well, tell me, tell me about that commitment. Oh, for or, sure. Or, or t- you know, because it's easy to say, oh, absolutely. Do? Whenever yes. I hear the word absolutely, yes. I always think it's less than absolutely. Interesting. So uh, now again, they got the deal, so it all worked out. But I think, and that's part of, I think a lesson here for us is when someone says, oh, I'm absolutely committed to helping my people. Really? But you haven't spent any money on training the last 20 years, and you really haven't right. paid any much attention. You don't yep. ask what their personal goals are. So I think this idea of absolutely, whenever I hear that word, I just feel mm. like, ooh, there's something. There's a. They're trying to cover up with commitment, with lack of commitment. Yes. Is that weird? Yeah, no, no, no. It's good. Yeah. And again, he, he may have drilled down on that more, and, and you know who knows, but... Uh... There's no doubt about it. Absolutely, he would have. I guarantee he drilled down more. Really funny. That's good. I I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I have heard that. That's a Southern Indiana thing. Dear God, there's a lot of those. Um, uh, This was interesting. He said, um, "We are. uh, We have a real big heart. We're little." He said, "We know we're little in this little triad of Keurig, Kroger, and him. We know we just want to grow." I I thought that was a real nice, authentic way. To say we know where we're at, I love that we know where we fit, and here's what we want to do. Right? I thought that mm-hmm. that played out really nicely. Um, instead of coming in and saying, "Well, I'm Hugh freaking Jackman, man," yeah. you, you lay down, sort of thing. Yeah. Which was funny. The piece we don't think I don't know if we should, well, the whole piece we think is going to be up, but when you watch it, he's meeting all the people. And since you know Cincinnati, Ohio, we're in the Midwest. We're you know Hugh Jackman comes to town. You're like all lined up. Like, oh my God, it's Hugh Jackman! Exactly. Like you said, yeah, we're we're probably going to get the deal for Hugh Jackman yeah. more than likely, right? Here's one thing that he said that it just it, we passed over it really yeah. quickly because he didn't spend a lot of time on it. But he said, and this is something that I'm uh, committed to in my own life, and I think our our listeners uh, should probably invite them to do that too. And that is, it's not the talent we're given; it's what we do with the talent we're given. Yeah. So Hugh Jackman has been given this platform. Yeah. And and he said, you know, it's not that so much as what I'm going to do with it. And what I've chosen to do with it is to make life better for yes. people across the yes. world. And again, you can argue with, is that really the right place to do it? Aren't there enough people in this country who are struggling? Why are we sending them? But forget about the political argument. It's more the idea that you've been given something. What are you doing with it? Love that. And Love I think that. That's huge. We uh, should do it. We should do a whole podcast. That was good. What are you doing with it? On that. 
um, he also said kind of along those lines, he said, my ego gets tempted to look and say, wow, look what I've built here. Yeah. And so that also, we talk about that. Like we look at, if we're the number one salesperson, we're like, wow, look what I did. And then the check where he kind of goes back to the growers back in Africa. And he says, no, really, I really didn't do this. This is, yeah. this is more meaningful than this. And so I thought that was a good self-awareness statement, which I think is really critical in the sales process. So, Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Do you have anything else? I no, think, you got anything uh, else? No, I have this the story which we talked about. Uh, I think his story is much bigger than the way he the way the cameras caught him. But again, yes. we don't know how much of that was yes. just a reenactment. But I think that's an awesome story. And and when you watch him in the coffee shop yeah. in New York, he just really does seem like he likes being it's there, real. and he's just all real. So. Very, very real. And uh, when he said that more people stop him for his coffee shop than for his movies, I believe that I too. Believe, and yeah. you saw people do it. So I'm going to go out and buy a couple of Wolverine yes, we T-shirts. Are. We're going tonight. to Laughing Man. If you live in New York City, go down to Laughing Man. <laughs> yeah. Tell him the Advanced Link podcast sent you because I'm sure you didn't know it existed before this. You think right? he was so. a listener, or could be? He I is think now. He sh- I think he should. He is be. now. We'll have to tweet him. Uh, tweet well, him. we have so many great Australian listeners, also. True. And I'm sure they could all talk him up. There has to be a connection. So. And Hugh just seems like a really genuine human being. And I'm always mesmerized when those stories are in New York and they're doing it. New York people just don't care. They just walk right by the camera. You know, Hugh Jackson and Dan Rather sitting there talking. People just walk right by it or whatever. I think it's always funny to see that in New York. So, All right. All right. That does it for today's episode. If you've not downloaded a free copy of our Ultimate Pregame Audio Program, you should do that right now. I'm just going to keep going here. Uh, And like we mentioned earlier, if you haven't thought about bringing us out to your uh, company team, sales team, association, you should do that. Also, we'd love to meet you personally in 2016. Just send us an email. Listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com. We'll get the conversation started. And uh, like the other 6,200 of your close friends, go right now and join the podcast LinkedIn group, advancedsellingpodcast.com slash LinkedIn, or just go to LinkedIn groups and search for Advanced Selling Podcast. That's it. See you next time in the latest episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast.